0: glory to God. This is a month of godly foundation and our anchor scripture for this month can be found in Hebrews 6, 1 to 3. And this morning I'm teaching on a message entitled the foundation of faith towards God or upon God. The foundation of faith towards God or upon God. The word of God is so simple it's not complex it's so simple but when diligently followed there's no way that your life will be the same so he's taking us back to the basics hallelujah and if we take these bases these foundations teachings that he's giving us if we take and work with them let me tell you something we are in June by the time we are in December I said, by the time we are in December, you wonder that what happened from now, from July, from June to, July, to December, what happened to my life? Amen. Because the word of God is a sure word of prophecy. Amen. Amen. It's the word that always comes to pass. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So this morning, he's been teaching us on the foundations of, of repentance. And this morning, I'm building on where he left off last Sunday. I'm teaching on the foundation of faith. Let's read our anchor scripture for this month, Hebrews 6, 1 to 2. Let me have the NIV version, Hebrews 6, 1 to 2, please. Therefore, let us leave the elementary teachings about Christ and go on to maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death and of faith in God. Verse 2 instruction about baptisms and laying on of hands, the resurrection of the death and eternal judgment. So we are building on the foundation of faith this morning. Hallelujah. And I believe that if we we'll pick these words and work with them, there's no way that you and I, our life will be the same. Foundation towards God is another foundation that every believer must have or possess. Because it is through which that you do well in this life. The foundation of faith. One may ask, what is faith? We all know what faith is. But this morning, I wanted us to go back to the word again. What is faith? Because we are all here this morning by faith. We don't see God, but we believe that God is now missed. Because his word says that he is now missed. Hebrews 11 verses 1 to 3. Now faith is being shown. Sure of what we hope, and setting of what we don't do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. There are some words, key words I want us to look at. It says, faith is a confidence. Faith is a confidence and confidence is belief. It is a complete trust. That is what confidence means. Confidence is complete trust. It's also said that faith is hope. And hope is your expectation or your desire. And again, it said that faith is an assurance. So, an assurance is a certainty or a conviction of one's ability or a a setting of receiving without doubt. So, these three things confidence, hope, and assurance is what summarizes what faith is all about. Faith is a conviction or a confidence. And also, it's a, a, a undoubtedly believe You believe it. Undoubtedly. Faith is a hope. So what I don't see, I am hopeful that I will receive it. I don't even see it, but I know I am convinced that I will receive it. And then again, he said, faith is an assurance. It means that you are very certain that no matter how long it takes, I am going to get it. In the book of Acts 3, verse 2 to 5, because of time, I want to summarize the story. Bible says that Peter was going to the the gate called Beautiful, and they found this lame man at the gate. And the man was sitting at the gate, begging for money. So when these three disciples got to the gate, the man looked at them and was begging them for money. But Peter said, look at me. So the man gave Peter his gaze. He was focused on Peter. And he was focused on him because he was expecting to receive. He rose up and began to jump. That is what summarizes faith. You must focus on God. You must expect to believe. You must be certain that this God is certainly going to give to me. Sometimes in our Christian work, we have, we, our faith begins to faint. Sometimes it becomes so difficult to believe because we though we believe. It's difficult to believe. Am I preaching to somebody this morning? Let me tell you something. What is faith toward? Or who must we have faith toward? Our faith is not unto any man. Jeremiah 17 verse 5. Our faith it's not unto man. This is what the Lord says. Curse is the man who trusts in man, who depends on flesh for his strength and whose heart turns away from God. Curse is anyone who puts his trust in any man, in any pastor or in any prophet. Bible says curse is that person who puts all his trust in man. Our faith is toward God. Our faith is not on any man. Our faith is towards Elohim. Hallelujah. You know what? Hebrews 6 verse 11. Let me have that verse again. You you undoubt, you curse yourself when you put your trust in any man. Sometimes it happens that people run from church to churches because they trust in the pastor or in the prophets who is ministering in that church. But listen, you curse yourself when you hop from one church to the other because of the man of God. Let's go to this place. Let's go for an all night somewhere because the man of God there is so powerful. What about a God who is in Christ's jubilee? So you are going there not because of anything, not because of God. You are going there because of the man. But Bible says that curse is anyone who puts his trust in man. Hallelujah. I'm not going to chase after any man of God because of what he or she has. But I know that God I serve. That he will deliver me out of this. And God did. I said God did. Glory to God. Hebrews 6, verse 11, verse 6 says that, and without faith it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to God must believe that he exists. Let's read this verse together. And without faith, say it aloud, and without faith it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists. Oh, no, no, no. ah, end it must believe that what? And he is a what? He is a rewarder of those who diligently or earnestly seek him. God exists and he is a rewarder of those who diligently. Let me have the New King James Version of this particular verse. Oh my God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is who is God to you. Who is this God to you? What do you know about this God? Hallelujah. He said that he is and he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Let me tell you something. What connects us to supernatural acts of God is faith. What connects you and I to the supernatural acts of God is faith. Without faith, you are disqualified from encountering the acts of God. Without faith, your coming to church is baseless. He says you must believe. Believe in who he is and believe in his abilities, what he's able to do. Hallelujah. The first thing you must understand is that faith is an attitude. Faith is a character that every child of God, anyone who comes to God must possess. And there's something you must be identified with. When they see you, then the way you behave, the way you do your things, they must see this guy He's a man of faith. He talks by faith. He walks in faith. He believes in God. Bible says in Daniel 3, there were three young guys, very energetic, very handsome, they knew what time it was. And these three guys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The Bible says that a declaration was made that when the trumpets sound, everyone should bow to this God, Nebuchadnezzar's God, God, God created by man. And these three young guys said, we will not bow to this man, to this God. What? We will not bow. So they reported these three guys to the king, Nebuchadnezzar. Let's read Daniel 3, verse 16, 25. Daniel 3. They reported these three guys to the king. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king. The king questioned them. Why they refused not to bow to his God. He said, oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. <laughs> if that is the case, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver... Able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O oh, king. But if not, let it be known to you, O oh, king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury, and the expression on his face changed. Hey, do I read? He became very, very worried towards Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and spoke and commanded that they heat the furnace seven times more than it was usually heated. Look at this. And he commanded setting mighty men of valor to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the burning fury furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their trousers, their turbans, and other garments and were cast into the mist of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's command was urgent and the furnace accidentally hot, the flame of the fire killed those men who took Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, bound. They were tied up in the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar was astonished. And he arose in haste and spoke, saying to his counselors, Did we not cast three men into the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. Look, he answered. I see four men loosed, walking. They were tied, bound. They were in the fire, but now they were walking and dancing. Shadrach was doing case. hey? and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were walking in the fire, hey. they were doing praise and worship in the fire. And the Bible says there was a fourth man with them. Hey, and they were not hurt. And the form of the fourth man was like the son of God. Let me tell you something. If you have faith, your God cannot disappoint you. God doesn't have a track record of disappointment. Hallelujah. No matter what you go through in this life, no matter what you see, no matter what you feel, no matter what they tell you, I came here this morning to tell you that you must have faith and undoubtedly faith a a, a complete trust in God. Hallelujah. John 11 verse 40. John 11 verse 40. He so said, Jesus, just said to her, did I not say to you, if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Did I not tell you, if you believe, you will see the glory of God? This morning, I want to talk to you about a few things that will solidify our faith in God. Few things that we must know that will solidify our faith in God. Let me tell you something. If you put faith into practice, I don't care the family background or the limitations in your family. You'll break out. Faith causes God to perform. Did you hear that? I said faith, it causes, it commits God to perform. That is why Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said to the king, oh, king king will not bow. Even if our God would not deliver us, we will not bow down to your gods. They had an undoubtedly faith and confidence in God. When you activate this kind of faith in God, there is no way that he will disappoint you. He doesn't have a track record of disappointments. The Bible says he's the same God of yesterday, today and tomorrow. He doesn't change whatever God has done before. He is capable of doing it again. That is why we have the Bible. It's the evidence of all his acts. Whenever you see your Bible, remind yourself what my God has done before. He is capable of doing it again. I want to talk to you about a few things to note. A few things that we must know that will solidify our faith in God. Number one, you must accept and believe that there is God and he's real. Number one, I said you must accept and believe that there is God and he's real. It is important to believe in the existence of God. And you must know who he is. You must not know God because your parents told you about God. You must not know God because your parents says talked about God. You must personally know God, believe in his existence, and know that he is for real. Every Sunday evening, I have devotion with my kids at home. Every Sunday evening from 7 to 8.30. We have Bible studies with my kids. My third kid, kids. Tiffany is now in school. And I make them understand that Tiffany, Gina and Zavida, mommy and daddy will not be here forever. When Jesus comes, if I live my, right, my life right, I make it to heaven. When I get to heaven, you won't see me again. So make sure that you also live your life right. So that we'll all meet in heaven. Build a personal relationship with this God. Know him for yourself. Because when we die, when they will start crying, mommy will say, I won't die now. But if I die, know that I will not, I will not be here forever, but God will be here with you forever. And when we all die, we'll go back to him. I make them understand. So when they wake up in the morning, you don't have to tell them again, we get up and pray. They go down on their knees. It's a normal act in my house. The little one, so it's an effort to test this like, this thing I do is very, very good though. when the video gets up in the morning, you talk to her, she'll don't mind you. She'll go down on her knees, talk, to, I told her the first father is God. So, talk first to the first father before you talk to your second father. And talk to your mother. I believe that the parents in the house listen, let's teach our children God. Let's teach them who, that God is real. Because if you don't tell your children that God is real, somebody else will tell them that God does not exist. Job 12, verse 7 to 10. Have devotions with your children in the house. Teach them the word of God. Pick the Bible, teach them. Job said that. But now, ask the beast. And they will teach you. And the birds of the air. And they will tell you. Look at this. Or speak to the earth. And they will teach you. And the fish of the sea. And they will explain to you. Who among all these does not know that God, that the hand of the Lord has done this? In whose hand is the life of every living thing? And the breath of all mankind in whose hand does not the ear taste words and the mouth taste food? Wisdom is from the aged man and with length of days understanding. Let, let Let me end there. Listen, there's only one true God. There is nobody has seen him or touched him before. But we believe in his existence through faith. Hallelujah. Everything shows and manifests his presence. Everything tells that God is God Day. Yesterday, I was going to work in the morning. And around to the area, I saw the clouds. Strangely, the cloud was moving so fast. And I'm like, hey, God, you are awesome. Look at the clouds. By itself, look at the way. So it means that the earth is moving. Hallelujah. That's what signs that the earth is moving. That's why I saw the clouds was moving. And so, hey, God, you are also You are awesome. You whoever tells you that there's no God is a fool. I won't change my words. No apologies. Whoever says that there's no God is a fool. He's stupid. Because God is like God is real. Who created the earth the skies? Who created all the things that we see? Even the beasts, they know that there's God. And you a human being say there's no God? You are stupid. I won't say apologies. Without apologies. If you ask me again, I'll say it again. Romans 1 1 verse 20. God day. Tell somebody, God day. He is real. Hallelujah. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen. Being understood by the things that are made. Even his eternal power. And the Godhead saw so that day without excuse. Listen, everything that God created voices out that God day. Everything that he created talks about God. The sea, they talk about God. The waves, they talk about God. The birds on the air, they talk about God. The, the, the dreams, they clap their hands, they talk about God. And you are saying there's no God. If you say there's no God, then even the dogs and the cats, they are more wiser than you. If anyone tells there's no God, then even the cats, the dogs, the monkeys, the foxes, they are more wiser than you. Hallelujah. We know He exists. And we are convinced through faith that He He's real. John 20, verse 29. You must know that God Himself. You must know that He is with you. Hallelujah. Let me turn because of time. Let me have Psalm 14, verse 1. The fool has said in his heart, There is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is is none who does good. Jesus Christ called them. Or he said, why do you call me good? There's only one God. He's good. There's one truth that nobody should change your mind about. That God is is not real. Hallelujah. Psalm 19 verse 1 to 4. Psalm 19 verse 1 to 4. The heavens declare the glory of God. And the firmament shows his handiwork. Let's roll. Day by day, utter speech, they talk. Everything that God created has a voice. They talk. Night unto night reveals knowledge. There is no speech or language where their voice is not heard. It's talking about God's creations. Everything that God created has a voice. It talks about God, that God exists. Hallelujah. That is why you and I must understand that. And you must believe it. You must teach your children. Let them know that God is there. God is real. You and I must believe in God undoubtedly. The fact that we cannot see God. The fact that we can't, we can't touch him. The fact that we can't see him. does not mean he doesn't see us. The fact that we, we, we can't touch him. does not mean he does not exist. God is real. Hallelujah. If you think that the gods in your, your hometown are, are more gods than the almighty God, God you, you are a fool. I will say it again. If you think the gods in your hometown and name their names, the gods of the rivers and all that, they are more gods than the almighty God, you are a fool. Because there's only one true God. You can touch your God. Ask your God to move. Would he be able to move? Number two, understand that there's only one true God. And he manifests himself in three persons. You must know and understand that your God and my God is the only one true God. And he manifests himself in three ways, in three persons called the Trinity. We have God the Father, we have God the Son, and we have God the Holy Spirit. In Genesis 1 verse 26, then God said, let us make man. And God said, Let us. So the us, they stipulates that God is not one, but there are three persons. Let us God said, Let us make man. So he stipulated God is not one, but there are three persons. There's one God but he manifests Himself in three ways. We have God the Father, who is the head of the Trinity, He is the omnipresent. When we say omnipresent, it means He's everywhere. He's omnipotent. It means he's all powerful. The all supreme God. He's the omniscient. It means he's all knowing God. He's the head of the three persons. Then we have the God, the son. God, the son is the word of God. The son is Jesus Christ. In John 1 verse 1 to 5, let's kindly run through that verse. We have God, the son. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Talking about Jesus. All things were made through him. And without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. Verse 5. And the light shines in darkness. And darkness did not comprehend it. Verse 14. My God. Talking about Jesus. And the word became flesh. And dwelt amongst us. Now anytime we hear the son. God the son. Is talking about Jesus Christ. So they are the words of God. The words that come out of the God's mouth. Is Jesus Christ. He is the son. Then we have the God. The Holy Spirit god the holy spirit is the spirit in god of all power in god genesis 1 verse 2 the earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep and the spirit of god was hovering over the face of the waters the spirit of god hallelujah so in the, the creation of the earth it was god the father God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, that work together. Understand that you don't work alone. If God is with you, who can be against you? You are working with God the Father. You are working with God the Son. You are working with God the Holy Spirit. The fact is, don't fear anything. Sometimes we hear things that put us to fear. Sometimes we go through certain issues in life that put us to fear but always remind yourself that you are not alone God the Father, God the Son the Creator, God the Holy Spirit the Creator of the entire universe the only true God works with you all the other gods are man-made gods all the other gods they are all man-made gods they are called lesser gods they are man-made let me prove it to you 1st Samuel 5 verse 1 to 4 then the Philistines took the ark of God and brought it from Ebenezer to Ashdod when the Philistines took the ark of God, they brought it to the house of Dagon and set it by, the, by Dagon. And when the people of Ashton arose in the morning, there was Dagon falling on its face to the earth before the ark of the Lord. So they took the, uh, Dagon and set it in its place. Again, verse 4. And when they arose, the, they arose early the next morning, there was Dagon falling on its face, that was the second time, on the ground before the ark of the Lord. The head of Dagon and both the palms and his hands were broken off on the threshold. Only Dagon's torso was left on it. Therefore, neither the the priests of Dagon nor any come to to Dagon's house tread on the threshold of Dagon in Astros to this day. Let me tell you something. The God that they think they respected so much. God was the all-powerful God. They put the Ark of God in Dagon's temple. In the morning, when they came, their goal was on the floor, worshiping God, the Almighty God. And then they took Dagon, said, Dagon, you cannot be worshiping God. Come on, get up. They took Dagon and put Dagon, and said, sit up. Ah, oh, Dagon, how do you carry this like that? They put Dagon there. The next morning, when they came, Dagon's head was not there. His eyes were broken, and only his skin was left. And <laughs> God just tore him into pieces. I want to tell you that you said, the Almighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Their God has mouth, but he can't talk. Their God has legs, he can't move. Until you move their God, he cannot move. But the God we serve, the Elohim, the unknowing God, Dominipotent God, He's a God that moves, He's a God that talks, He's a God that feels, He's a God that performs. I say hallelujah, somebody. Glory to God. Let me tell you something. You don't serve a small God, though. we are serving the right God, the only true God. Hallelujah. The third thing you must know about this God is that He's not a physical being. But a a spirit, but has human attributes. God is not a human being, He's not flesh and blood. He's a spirit, but He has human attributes. Our God sees everything, He sees everything. He's a God that sees, He's a God that has feelings like you and I. We can hurt Him, you can hurt God. He's a God that has feelings. Let me tell you that God that sees, and let me mention something. Sometimes we do things and we think that God is somewhere. He doesn't see what we are doing. But listen, He sees each tear that you and hears me when I call. He knows my every thought. He sees each tear that falls. And hears me where I call. I have a father. He calls me his own. He'll never leave. No, matter. He knows my name, He knows my name, He knows my every thought, hallelujah, He sees each year that falls, and hears me where I call, I believe that when we cry, God cries, I believe strongly when we cry, God cries. Because he has feelings like you and I. No, if your child comes to you and your child is weeping, your child is crying because of something. Sometimes you, the parents, you end up also crying with the child. God has feelings. Bible says Jesus wept. So God, God can also weep. He has feelings like you and I. We can make him sad. We can make him jealous. Ephesians 4 verse 30, we can make God jealous. We can make him sad. Bible says, do not grieve the Spirit of God. Do not grieve him. Don't make him sad. Because he has feelings. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. By whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let me also have Exodus 34 verse 14. Don't grieve the Spirit of God. Sometimes you do things of God. Our God is somewhere. You can't see what. Listen, God is always with us. So you jealous God. We can make God jealous when we make other, when we serve other gods or give priority to other things, things that are not of God, we make him sad, we make him jealous. Exodus 34 verse 14. Hallelujah. For you shall worship no other God. For the Lord whose name is Jealous is a jealous God. Hallelujah. Our God hears us. Bible says in Numbers 12 that Miriam talked against Moses. Moses was not there. Nobody was there. But God heard it. Let's be careful of the things that we say, oh. Especially the things in our hearts. The things we say in our hearts. Bible says that Lucifer did not utter a word. He said in his heart that he would set his throne above God and God cast him down. Be careful of the things you say in your heart. God hears everything. Even the silent voices of our hearts. The fourth thing we must know about this is God. That will solidify our faith in him. That this God has no beginning and has no end. No one can define this God. He has no beginning. Before the foundations of the earth, he existed. Actually, the Bible said that his name is beginning and the end. He's the Alpha and the Omega. Psalm 90 verse 1 to 2. Hey, So when you talk about beginning, you can't define God because his name is beginning. And his name is end. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the foundations were brought forth. Or ever you had formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Hallelujah. No one can define God. No one can define him. Amen. Let me tell you something. Sometimes people will try to justify the reason that God is not alive or God is not real by science. But like I said earlier, they are just stupid. This God, no one can define him. He is not a God that any man made. He's not a man-made God. He made everything that we see. Even the unseen things, he created it all. And if this God is with you, who can define your end? I didn't hear what I said. I said, if this God, whose name is beginning and the end, is with you, who can define your life? Those who write you off today, tomorrow they will see you and they will marvel. You didn't hear what I said? Those who write you off today, they will see you tomorrow and marvel. As long as you keep your faith in this God. Listen, your end, nobody can tell your end. They cannot use your beginning to justify your end. Because the end is in the hands of God. John 3 verse 8. We ourselves we don't even know how our tomorrow is going to be like. The one who sits next to you, tomorrow you will see him. And he will stand by the president. Cause, hey, I this guy used to come to tell you. Oh. I used or oh, hear you look at my face. The, the, the name is what? Define. define. Hallelujah. People will not be able to define your name, oh. They will not be able to define your future. But by the time God is done with you, hey, some of us who thought I will be here today. Some of us who thought that God will bring us this far. Let me tell you something. God is good, oh. He has never disappointed before. I always tell this to comfort myself. Say, I will not be the first person God with disgrace. As long as I keep my faith in Him and do what is right before this God, there is no way my life will be a disappointment. And neither will your life be a disappointment. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. The faith we must know about this God. We cannot define Him. Neither can we define. Or not, we cannot fully understand Him or His ways. Isaiah 55 verse 8 to 9. We cannot define, we cannot truly understand this God and the way he operates. Nobody can say that I know God. No, 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 no. His ways are not the ways of men. He doesn't have a pattern that he operates with. He says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways. Talking about God. God talking, no. This is what, this God talking. He says, no, let's, roll, let's go back. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. This is God talking. Nor my ways nor are your ways my ways. Says the Lord. Let's roll. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but the water by water the earth and make it bring forth and bud. That it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Let me tell you something. God's ways are not our ways. Sometimes he will take you through very rough parts in life. He will take you through very difficult times in life. You will not understand why is God doing this? Why is God doing this? Let me tell you something. When I was going through that difficult time in my life, I lost everything I had. I lost everything I had. My husband will tell you. You are we are mind, We acquired three shops. We are doing so well. We are we sold our cars to buy new cars. We're doing things are going so well for us, and all of a sudden, a bad wind blew, and all the three shops that amounted to millions of money it went went away just whip. So I work with an airline about twenty two years ago. I worked with the airline for all this while, and then everything I worked for, everything was just gone like that. It was bitter for me, but today, when I look back. I said, God, that thing that you took me through has founded my faith in you. No matter what I go through in this life, I know where God took me. And I went down to the pits. When I came to this church, I had nothing. When I came here, I was sitting here. I was sitting here with my husband. I, had, I was broke. My life was broken. It was passed to my father. Who was buying fuel for Kulampi, Okulampi, my husband went to borrow it from, from a, 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 a brother of his. Kulampi, Kabi. If you don't hold the door, it will open. So you have to hold the door. That was one buying battery for us. Buying battery for us. I came here. I had nothing. I was broken. It was here that I was taught the word of God. I took the word. Walked the word. Look at me today. I am telling you. If you pick the word of God and walk in faith. I don't know what you came to the church with. But your life is going to change. Your life is going to change. Sometimes God takes us through certain things in life. We can't understand. But he knows why he's taking you through it. He said, when you go through the fire, I will be with you. Whatever you are going through, it will not break you. It will not break you. I'm telling you. He's using that to strengthen you in him. Sometimes you may not understand. uh, Isaiah 34 verse 2. You may not understand why. God, why? You may not understand. But he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. Hallelujah. Psalm 34. Let me tell you something. Don't allow anything to break you down. Don't allow you to lose faith in God. Don't lose faith in God. I'm telling you my personal experience of Him, this God. I found Him here. My life has not been the same. I was in God. I won't say that before I came here, I was not. I was, I, where I, I used to be, I was even teaching small, small. I was preaching small, small. I was not an like ordained pastor. But it was here that my faith increased. It was here that I, I became very strong in the Lord. It was here. Sometimes you be in a church and you don't grow. It was here I became matured. It was here that I became strengthened in the Lord. It was here I found God. That's why I can say it was here I found God. Sometimes we, we think we know God, but you are playing with God. You don't know. Are, you don't know Him. That is why if you are in this side, don't go anywhere. Stay here. and They will teach you what God and they will change your life. Some of us here we, we die here. We are for the indignation of the Lord is against all nations, and His fury against the armies. He will utterly destroy them. He has given them over to the slaughter. Job 13, verse 15. Job 13, verse 15. God does things that nobody can understand. Something he does. He, he, two, two twins were born. He chose one over one. Two twins were born. Jacob, Esau and Jacob. He chose Jacob over Esau. Can we understand? Can you understand why God did that? We can't understand. But he knows what he does. Job said, though he slay me, yet I will trust him. Even so, I will defend my own ways before Him. Even though He slay me, I will trust Him. Listen, no matter what God takes you in life, you may not understand everything you go through in this life. But whatever He allows to come into your life is for His own purpose. He knows what He is doing. Number six, I'm closing very soon. Number six, the last but one point that we all have to do. These things will solidify our faith in God. I'm telling you, God does what pleases Him, and can, and no one can question Him. God, we serve a God that that's what pleases him. And no one can question to God, why? God, why? Sometimes we ask God, are you already dying." God, why? 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 why is are you already dying? Let me have some 135 and 6. Some 135, are you being blessed this morning? Yeah. I see your faith increasing. I said, I see your faith increasing. Yeah. And as your faith increases, so your life will be, your life will increase. I see addition coming into your life. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. This is the basic, the truth. You must have faith. You must know who God is. Praise the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise him all you, servants of the Lord. No, I said, oh, i do not want to up with praise the Lord. I said, 135 verse six. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord glory to God it's okay we are still praising God, hallelujah whatever the Lord pleases he does in heaven and in earth in the sea and in all the deep places what pleases him is what he does God does not do things to please any man He does what pleases him. It is not what pleases us. What he thinks is best for you, that is what he will do in your life. Whether you like it or I like it or not, what God thinks is best is what he will do. And sometimes we ask ourselves, Well, God, why why did you give me this man to marry? Ah, God, why this man? God, why did you give me this woman to marry? God knows why he gave you that man to marry. God knows why he gave you that man to marry. Because through him or through her, your life becomes better. And God has brought the two of you together to change each other for the better. Sometimes, eh, God gives you as blessings in disguise. So I'm telling you, if you're not patient, in marriage, eh, you will rush out and you'll miss the blessing that is in the person for you. Sometimes we go through certain issues in life. And if you're not you're not you are not granted in the word of God, you will rush out of marriage. You will think that God, what I ought to give me, I cannot bear. But you never know the good in that person that God has for you. If you want to eat an egg, you have to crack it, remove it, and eat what is inside. Some of us are not patient to crack. You want to eat, you want to, before they give you eggs, you want to eat the egg with the, with the skin, with the, with the shell. Is it possible? So God does things you don't understand, but he knows what He is doing in your life. Allow God to work. Allow him to work. You may not understand today, but tomorrow, tomorrow, you will say, hey God, you are big old. Your ways are indeed not our ways. Our mind is too shallow to understand the ways of God. Psalm 1, 5, verse 3. Are you being blessed this morning? Glory to God. Let us stop asking God, why? 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 Nobody can question God because he's God. You must understand this, must know that whatever happens to me in this life, God knows best. He knows why he's allowed. If God allows it, then he knows why he allowed it. He said, Bible said, all things work together for our good it may be good, it may be bad it may be bitter, it may be hateful. but God knows why he allowed that thing to happen but our God is in heaven, he does what pleases him and it's always for our best interest what pleases him is always for you and mine our best interest my last point things that would solidify our faith in God He has all the power to do whatever he wants. God has the power to do whatever he wants. He had the power to lay down his life, he had the power to take back his life. All power. Whatever is impossible with man is always possible with our God. Sometimes it's difficult for us to understand. But. This morning I was thinking about it and I was like, it was for a reason that God allowed Sarah to become over the age of 90 years before she took seed. It's for us, to, it's for him to tell us what he's capable of doing. It was for a reason that is why God allowed the Red Sea to be divided into two so that he would tell us the book, the Bible is for a record of all his abilities, that He is able to do it. What we think that is, um, on, is impossible, is possible with our God. There's something that, listen, you must, you and I must understand and believe that, that all power belongs to our God. There's nothing, absolutely nothing that limits God. He's an all-powerful God. Hallelujah. And if, if this God is with you, if this God... Is with you. If this God is with you, who can be against you? Sometimes we belittle our God in our mind's eye. Sometimes the challenges we go through makes us to doubt our God. Sometimes the delays we encounter in our lives make us to wonder: Is this God for real? Sometimes when things are persistent in our lives, we ask God: Hey, Radiant Day, are you for me? Don't you know me? Do you don't know my name? If you forget anything, know that this God, all power, belongs to him. There is absolutely nothing that this God cannot do. What the doctors cannot do, God is able to do it. In this church, we have a record of somebody who didn't have a womb that took seed. Somebody who didn't have a womb, but took seed. Hallelujah. There's nothing that this God cannot do. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter what the doctors have said concerning your life. It doesn't matter what you feel in your body. It doesn't matter what you see. Know that this God that you serve is the all-powerful God. All the points I've shared with you this morning are the things that sums up or summarizes what faith is all about. He said, he that comes to him must believe that he is. So he is, it means that you must know who God is and what he's able to do. And he's a reward of those who diligently seek him in faith. Let me tell you something. When it's difficult to believe, believe. Even when it's difficult to believe, still believe. And God will never ever disappoint you. Job said Let's read the last verse. For I know that my redeemer lives and he shall stand at last on the earth. Let's kindly be on our feet.